0: What are you, ta- are you talking about? The snip? Are you talking about um, Nookie today? Are you talking <laughs> about Nookie in the last week? Are you talking about the contracts or are you talking about COVID 19? Well, well I'm talking about COVID 19. Why do you think
1: you've had it already? Well, in Manchester, I was, uh, I was bed bound for a few days, probably about a week actually. So I think potentially, maybe I didn't, maybe I did. I don't know. But it was that was obviously. early March, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. No, it was February. It was the week. I'll tell you when it was. It was the week Tyson fought Wilder because I was supposed to go, but I wasn't well. Do you remember?
0: Yes, yes. And you had been, you'd been training in in Man- Manchester and Sheffield. You'd been Sheffield, Manchester, basically. Yeah. And you'd be About to go to Dubai.
1: No, we'd be, been to Dubai. Come back. And we was then heading to Vegas.
0: So so you reckon you might have had it. So how are you coping with uh, a month in lockdown at the moment?
1: Yeah, I'm coping all right. Doing the uh, same situation as everybody else. What about you?
0: I'm on the miso soup in the afternoons. Um, well, it's... I'd say I'm... Given that there's no events... I feel like I'm ticking over. Um, It is definitely a time for deep reflection. It's definitely a time... We don't often get time like this. We do when we have a little bit of a break after something big. But then you're on to the next thing very quickly. And I think the the acceleration of what we've been doing for the last 10 years... I mean, you're a young person. You've grown up with it. You've grown up with social media and cell phones doing all your work and watching your videos of other fighters on, on a cell phone and, you know, boom, boom, boom. And, like, everyone working to exhaustion and then having to rest, working to exhaustion. I think the rhythm is different at the moment, and it's quite interesting, you know? Mm. Uh, apart from the bigger picture that, unfortunately, lots of people are dying, and, and, and there are lots of people around the boxing industry. Jimmy Glenn. Have you ever been in Jimmy's Corner in New York? The little, narrow bar, it's beautiful. Jimmy Glenn, uh, the last fighter he trained, he's he's nearly 80, 80 80-something Jimmy. He's got COVID-19. It's a tiny little bar near Times Square. It's it's amazing. It's a fucking brilliant place to drink. Um, Whenever I'm in New York, I definitely go there. It's got memorabilia on all the walls, you know? Um... He, The last guy that he brought over, I think, was Monty Barrett against David Hay. Uh, that was the last time he came to the UK. But it is claiming lots of people. Anthony Yard's um, uh, dad and his dad's mum are like, you know, uh, it's affecting people, you know, definitely. You know? And it's indiscriminate. So outside of what, what have you been doing? Hang on, I'm interviewing you. Um... <laughs> Um, I've got a one hour bike ride. I've bought, um, uh, I have had it before, but I couldn't find it. A weight jacket. I've got, I've got a, I've got a barbell and some weights. Um, but I've got row machine, bike, ropes, battle ropes. So work,
1: exercise, and then
0: what? TV, series, movies. Um, no, do you know what? I, I watched that Tiger King in one day. I, I mean, I, I just did my head in. I mean, like, I just felt I wanted that woman investigating for what she'd done. That would make another docu, frankly. You yeah, know? definitely. But I was thinking all the way through that, if you haven't seen the Tiger King, like, the years that guy must... There were layers of different people filming it. And it had gone on a really long time, like four or five years. Um, so I watched that, but I... I think it's what I had to just watch it in one go and just get rid of it because it was too weird. Like <laughs> at one point I thought it was like the old movie Spinal Tap that was like a mockumentary. Was it real? Were they kind of acting up a little bit? But it was real. It was real. Uh, yeah. And that, you know, that's, that's America that has three rows of teeth. That's that. There's a bit of America that has three rows of teeth and that's it. So I watched that. I watched 1917, which was amazing. you have seen that. What's that about? It's a war movie. Two soldiers. Um, they are in uh, occupied France, I believe, in uh, uh, in 1917, and they have to go on a mission out, over the lines and out of the out of the trench. It's amazing, and it's one shot the whole thing. It's absolutely brilliant. I watched it and I thought. God, I'd love to represent in war. And I don't mean that in a naive or vain way, but just, just to, to, the heroism of those two men was incredible. And like, the, you know, the, the belief that they could do something. And we don't get those kind of opportunities really anymore, you know, um, you know but it's, it's uh, that, that's really worth seeing. What have you been watching? I've been into um, Ozark. Oh, that's good?
1: yeah the it took me a little at first i wasn't very sure but i got i got probably five or six episodes in and i got right into it so uh, i've been binge watching that now of of the evenings and that
0: is it is it kind of um drama thriller intrigue
1: yeah i tell you what got me was once it started like you know all the I like I like the how's he going to get out of this one and the others, how do you deal with this situation and all the uh, the twists and that you know so that's what sort of gets me intrigued. There's plenty of that going on
0: in there, so it's good. What happens to me? I'm still doing a working day, so I like to have a, uh, an hour and a half with either out on the bike. You know, I've got up to 15 miles on the bike now out. You know, but it's different to sitting for um on that for half an hour because that i don't know it's just not as interesting no go on a bike for an hour and a half um what i find is if i get into a series if i start it too late at night like at 10 i might do five episodes or six episodes till four in the morning because you get into the bubble you know you escape, and that's really what it's about at the moment, it's that escape, you know? Um, I started reading, um, I'm rereading The Life and Times of Muhammad Ali by Thomas Houser. Yeah? Yeah, and I've got these series of DVDs that pick out moments in the great heavyweight era, eras of the 70s and 80s. I wanna watch that, there's about eight CDs I've got, I've had it for ages. Um, Yeah, the 10-DVD limited edition. Um, I've been meaning to... Again, this is what I mean. You've got time to... 16 hours of knockout action from the greatest fighters of all time. The complete boxing collection. ESPNs. It's got... The 10 Greatest Heavyweights. Jake LaMotta. Rumble in the Jungle. Thriller in Manila. Uh, Muhammad versus Larry Holmes. Um, Four four CDs on Ali's career. Um, I mean, maybe one day they'll have this on the modern heavyweight era. I mean, it'd be nice. Um, Let me ask you a few things. I mean, presumably you haven't had a chance to do any training with Billy Joe and Josh Taylor.
1: No, obviously me and Billy Joe are quite local to each other. So when we first got back, we'd done a couple of sessions and that. And then I think the seriousness of, of the situation sort of sunk in. So we've sort of been, uh, Sticking to the rules and and social distancing and um, trying to uh, do what what we're being asked to do, so that we can all get over this. Hopefully, as as soon as possible and as safe as possible. Obviously, Josh is, is in Scotland. We've got obviously got a group uh, a group chat between the whole team, and that we're back and forth with jokes and a bit of bantery and giving each other a bit of stick. So we're all in touch, and uh, that's good. But, um, just trying to, like I say, get through it as, as quick and as safe as possible and do what we're being asked to do for the uh, to, to obviously help keep the the NHS running as smoothly as possible while they're on the front lines trying to deal with this battle
0: have you or any of you been in touch with Eddie about when Canelo fight with Billy Joe Saunders could happen or No that'll be uh, down to
1: MTK. Uh, for for the lads and that and and obviously for Billy Joe that we were talking about there I mean obviously look Billy Joe's been a world champion since 2015 we're now in 2020 that's five years he's definitely earned his opportunity to test himself against the best he's got some great wins on his record Um, if you look at the rankings Box Rec WBO he's beat a good majority of the top 10 top 15 in there you've got Willie Munro in there you've got David Lemieux in there um Obviously, Andy Lee was a fantastic win. Chris Eubank Jr., John Ryder. Um, he's beat some good names, Billy Joe, and he's definitely earned his opportunity to to test himself against the best And the minute that is mm. Canelo. So, you know, we just hope and pray that that, that does come off and, and he gets his opportunity.
0: Well, obviously, he's got to kind of get his licence from the board and go through his whatever hearing is um after that incident you and i have spoken about that i know you don't particularly want to comment on that right now because you don't know till um he has the hearing with the boards
1: yeah I think, I think i mean obviously billy joe's come out and said that uh, he's willing to donate uh, some of his next purse to a domestic violence charity and put on workshops for potential ex and uh, former sufferers or current sufferers of Domestic violence. You know, I don't know if that was what the board have asked him to do. That's the way to solve the problem, in my opinion. You know, for him to potentially, I don't know, whatever, not get, be allowed to box or just get uh, fined for whatever. It doesn't really help anybody, does it? You know, but the actions that Billy Joe's taking there, like I said, I don't know if the board have had a part to play in that and that's what they want him to do. That's the sensible way to go about it, in my opinion.
0: And, um, There's the prospect, of course, because in uh, two and a half weeks, you would have been in Vegas with Billy Joe fighting Canelo had this not happened. And Josh Taylor would have been fighting in Scotland. So you may even get the opportunity this year to do corners with both of them.
1: Yeah, of course. uh, Fingers crossed. We don't know when boxing will be back, but that's obviously the plan. You know, it was a very, very stressful situation for me. You know, for that situation with him having a clash of dates, uh, I'm not going to lie and say it, it didn't bother me. It bothered me in the, it bothered me big time, you know. Um, it was very unfortunate. It was what it was. Um, but everybody was growing up about the situation um, and mature about the situation and understood the situation. So, you know, I can only be uh, thankful to the lads for that. It's just one of them things. But, you know the situation of uh, the coronavirus and that obviously stepped in and, and prevented there being a, a problem there. And we've got a bigger task at hand with uh, COVID-19, like you say. so Yeah.
0: um Have you been following the two big fights? What two big fights? Well, John Fury versus Mickey Theo. Yeah. And, and Carl Froch versus Joe Calzaghe.
1: Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a bit, I've seen a bit, I've seen a bit. Listen, I think um, somebody asked me earlier about the John thing. John, uh, John's problem was me, with me was over the. I think he thought that I wanted, wanted Tyson to take the wilder fight in the the first time round, which I've openly come out and said I didn't want. Not that, and that I. It, wasn't the right time. Not that like I didn't believe that Tyson could win the fight, but it definitely narrowed the gap and the and the percentages yeah. Um, yeah. of that first fight. And I openly come out and said that, but that was sort of John's problem there. But if they're going to get a fight on, put put the the money towards the NHS for a good cause for the coronavirus, then you know you can only you can only be positive about it. So, um, fair play to them if if they're doing that and. You know you can only you can only support something that's for a good cause like that. In terms of Kazagi and Frotch, listen, I like both men. Um, Joe Kazagi is one of my favourites uh, of all time. Humans, boxers,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, his partnership with his dad,
0: yeah,
1: um, his whole story, everything, and Frotch, what a tremendous fighter, but. Think it's just a bit silly, you know. It's like Kazagi constantly calling out, you know, Collins or and and Ben or something like that. You know, he doesn't do that. Um, there's no need for that. They both had a, a tremendous career. Just leave it at that, you know, in my opinion. But I suppose he's, he's keeping, Carl's keeping people entertained throughout the lockdown and, and and talking about it.
0: So, well, I think it's that thing where where people are used to being relevant. Because there's events going on, and they've got a profile, and and also to be fair, more people are doing podcasts and stuff at the moment, and anything they say goes out there. Mm. Um, you know, we both know Carl. He's very opinionated. He, I get on very well with Carl. Um, I've even though I've been cobraed a couple of times, but I, I, I've I've gaded him once with a big kick as well. By the way, yeah. I, well, not not really, but. Yeah, no, it, we had a fight on IFL TV once, me and him, but can you imagine if I had clipped his nose and he'd gone ballistic? Fuck. I'd have had to get him straight on the ground and just try and hold him there, you know? probably choked him out, wouldn't you, Gareth? Oh, no. I'd have just held it, tried to just get use all my weight to hold him down.
1: Yeah.
0: I am about three stone heavier than him, yeah. so yeah, I
1: think he, he probably underestimated your strength, didn't he?
0: No, he did No, he came, when he came out a second time, he actually did. I did actually throw him off, and I, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but i, I <laughs> but anyway, um frotch in their prime I'm um, in their prime for me, I'm on record saying it Kalzagi beats him on points quite comfortably for me. he's trying to get a prediction from me. Well, I'm trying to get a prediction from you. We're having a conversation.
1: I'm not going to give a prediction on okay. that. Carl okay. Froch is a tremendous, tremendous fighter. One of the best that's ever been out of Britain.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and the same with Joe Kazaki. You know, everybody's entitled to their own opinion.
0: Kazaki um, Cal- both- versus Ward versus Andre Ward. What a fight. What a fight. Oh. Well, get this, before you tell me your opinion, I've asked both of them, right? My view is split draw, right? Yeah. You know? Because I can just see it going one way, then the other, then... Because um, Joe was so awkward because he was a Southpaw. Yeah. And he was so fucking relentless when he was hurt, with great chin, um, work rates, wanted a fight, um, didn't really relax that much, just went to fight. Um... And like Wards, neither of them, unless you trash talk Joe, didn't bother trash talking you, you know. And I, I just think it's such a difficult fight to score. I mean, even Andre Ward, when I sat down with him in America, I asked him and he went, whoa, that's a really hard fight to call. And they both said, of course, I think I'd win. But I've told them both split draw. Joe reckons he just pips him, you know. But what do you reckon? Hard to say. I mean, it's
1: a difficult one. But the fight that comes to mind, talking about that, when the first thing that the first fight that comes to good. mind, looking at those styles, was the Hopkins fight. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and look how good Calzaghe handled a very awkward guy. Yeah, he did. He did. But I think um, Ward was probably a little bit
1: smarter. Yes, yes, a little bit cuter than, uh, than Hopkins.
0: Though Hopkins was very cleverer in the closing of distance. No.
1: Yeah, although although Hopkins was, was was clever with that. Listen, it's a great fight, and it's it's one of them you don't want a disrespect to disrespect either man. They're both top top fighters, so it's a fight that we can only dream of. And uh, you know, I think if they fought three times, there could have been three different outcomes.
0: John Fury, Mickey Theo.
1: I've got no idea. I've never seen this Mickey Fio shape up.
0: No, come on. They're 55 years old, the two of them. So it's it's got to happen quickly, this fight. Like, it can't go beyond three rounds, can it, really?
1: No, you wouldn't think so. I mean, is it? Is it I've heard that they're doing it in boxing, but is it 16-ounce gloves, is it?
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it, it has to be. It, look, if it's a charity white-collar fight yeah. and it's licenced, or it's unlicensed i mean i don't want it to be i want it to be licensed i think it would get a big audience on youtube actually
1: i think it will yeah
0: and i think they raise a lot of money for charity i mean have they both agreed to put it towards charity then the oh, NHS. No. listen i don't know too much about it it's just from what i've heard yeah you know who the promoter is don't you oh coogan cassius yeah I, well, you look at it at the moment, he, he can't get enough of it on IFL TV. He's like, um, he's like stirring it up, taking it to the one and bringing it back to the other. If he's um, bringing
1: in the numbers, Gareth, people yeah. want to hear it.
0: Yeah, no, exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, I found something fascinating the other day, two things from America. Deontay Wilder saying he didn't see Fury as the champion. He's not the champion yet. He said that he says he's going to do different things in the third fight, and he wasn't himself on the night. Do you? Do you? We can't. Well, I don't believe in writing Deontay Wilder off in a third fight myself. You cannot, because everybody has their day, and that was Tyson Fury's day. Really was. It could be a very different fight the third time around. Do you understand what Wilder's saying when he says that?
1: Mm, yes and no. I understand in terms of Wilder saying, "Look, Wilder's saying I wasn't myself. It wasn't. It wasn't the best of me in the ring, and we've got a fight to seal it yet. So before it's don't. Basically, what he's trying to say: don't write me off as if to say it's all over and done with." That's the part that I understand. The part I don't understand is to say, well, the belt's not vacant, is it? Tyson went in there and and done a number on him and beat him, so he's the champion. And you've got an opportunity to try and change that. But as it is, you know, Tyson's the champion.
0: But uh, my feeling is don't write Deontay. If, well, if the third fight happens straight away, who knows what's going to happen when we come out of this, you know? Mm. Uh, I think they'll honour a third fight I think by the time we've been locked down for ages um, there'll be an appetite for it the problem is again how readily will loads of people want to go into a stadium or, a, or an arena you know does
1: yeah listen there's lots of questions about how, that, how it's going to happen, what needs to be in place first and how people are going to feel about it but you know I can't answer those questions but there will definitely be an interest in the third fight. Um, yeah. You're 100% right. You can't write Deontay Wilder off. Um, but I do believe that Tyson's the better fighter. Um, you know, the thing for Tyson is you have to understand that, again, both sides made adjustments from the first fight going into the second fight. But then you have to be smart and you can't go, well, that's what I've done for the second fight. Because, again, there's going to be adjustments made in in, in the third fight. A part of the adjustments that Tyson made for the second fight was because he knew what Wilder's adjustments were going to be for the second fight. This is the interesting thing. Both men spoke out and were honest and said what they were going to do. Tyson said, come out and said, I'm going to press forward and I'm going to be aggressive right from the offset. Wilder said, I'm going to sit back. I'm going to take my time. Be patient. And basically try to... Let Tyson lose concentration and sting him.
0: Your guard dog is uh, going mad at the ra- at the at the rats.
1: Yeah, but Wilder <laughs> didn't believe that Tyson was going to do that. I don't think.
0: Um, is this your girlfriend arriving with your dinner?
1: Yeah. No, I've got to go pick that up. <laughs> um, so it's any it, you know, that is, that is an interesting one. Is Wilder's going to make adjustments, hundred percent, and I think that, you, like you say, you can't write him off, and you will. Tyson will have to make adjustments to suit Wilder's adjustments as well.
0: Do you think you'll ever work with Tyson again?
1: Uh, he was going to come over to um, to the camp with Billy Joe and Josh. I'm sure we would have done a bit of work there. But look, I spoke to him the other day. There is no, um, there is no like. Uh, bitterness there or anything like that um, you know the the actual reason that I made the decision to step aside was wasn't actually anything to do with Tyson it was to do with other things and it wasn't to do that. It wasn't to do with people were probably going to jump to the conclusion it was to do with John it wasn't to do with John um, it was for a couple of other reasons that You know, was was for my own choice, Um, and you know, I think Tyson understands that. And eh, there's not much more to say on it, really. There's no, everything's fine. We talk as though the situation is where it is. Like I said, if all of a sudden, ah, that's it. Now, you know, we're not working together and effectively not in business together. And all of a sudden, we just stop talking. Then obviously the, the the friendship wasn't quite real but that's not the case you know um and i think people see that and people know that and it's a breath of fresh air to be honest in uh, in terms of boxing to see that because it's very often the other way um, and and there's no egos there you know it's just purely friendship and we want the best for each other
0: do you, do you did you see talking about Tyson you know tyson he's doing well online with his workouts at Paris every morning, and that 's all good fun, but for me, the lineal champion of lockdown is joseph Parker
1: I know what you mean hes he, he's, he was, he's hilarious his videos joseph parker's have been
0: uh, his videos have been hilarious they could run on national TV as an advert between Uh, what's on TV at the moment as an example of how to enjoy a lockdown and the kind of love and fun you can generate, you know, and you know, Joseph like I do. Yes, He's a boxer, but he's got that New Zealand thing about him where they're they're really honourable people and they are like They're not gonna sideswipe you. They're not gonna backstab you they're they're like he he, is that I mean I really enjoyed the toilet roll over the garden into the water. That was absolutely brilliant. He's, listen, he's a lovely man. His his team uh, are
1: a lovely team as well. They're uh, they're great people. But sorry, I I missed out your last question about me and Tyson. Um, n- listen, I I don't think we'll we'll probably have a working relationship. Oh, okay, again. okay, yeah. But you know, after the success that him and Sugar have had, that obviously proved to be a fantastic relationship. Um. So, yeah, I, I believe that, you know, that'll be his career moving forward. And I don't think he'll, he might, he might, he might not. His mind always changes, but he might not be in boxing for that much longer. I mean, he's achieved it. Four more fights? I don't know, you know. He, one minute he'll say he wants to do another 10 years. One minute he'll say he wants to do two or three fights, you know. His, uh, another be, his another
0: minute, ben, he says, I'm going to go away for 10 years, put on 10 stone find the next group of champions come along and then I'm going to come back and beat all them as well because I'm the Gypsy King Russell so he don't know what he's going to do himself (laughs) but that's that's him as well isn't it you know him well enough I mean that is him Um, because he's got to stay busy when when he stops as well yeah of
1: course but listen he understands that now he knows that he's a bit that little bit older a little bit more experienced a little bit wiser and he knows what he needs up here. Yeah, yeah. To keep himself on the straight and narrow. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, but we, we, but as I say, we we are seeing people. I think he's really shown uh, what a heavyweight champion he is in the last month as well by doing those videos from home and trying to get a following to be entertained with him in Paris in the mornings and. You know, I tell you what, he can take it when his son told him to. take a bloody shit the other day, or whatever he was. You know, he found it so funny. I mean, it was like you—you you lived in that house for ten months. Yeah, you know? there was plenty of that going on. <laughs> you know, you know what it's like in the house. I mean, like, you know, and 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 again, like I know a little bit. You know that Tyson's kind of a modern, a modern married man in many ways. You know that. You know, he does have to take stick from Paris, and you know, and she's a very strong woman. She doesn't admit it, but she is, she is. Um, and they're a lot of fun together. They are, you know, um, no, yeah, 100%. Do you know just, what? I hadn't seen
1: the uh, I didn't seen the um, the kids nap for ages. So when I was on FaceTime to him the other day, and he put the kids on that, the kids grow so quick, you know yeah they do so they. Quick. So good. it was good, uh, good to see everyone and obviously like you say the fitness videos in the morning but that's keeping people motivated isn't it so
0: it's yeah. good Yeah. Um, another thing that came out from America which I found, found really interesting I'd like to get your take on this Mike Tyson, someone asked Mike Tyson on a podcast the other day who would you most like to work with in the heavyweight division um, who could be like, who could beat you who could then beat you and he said AJ, you know, um, maybe because he sees in Anthony Joshua a brilliant finisher when he's got someone hurt, you know. Um, but I was surprised. Um, and it made me think, you know, if you were working with AJ, what would you be doing with him? Um, well, you must have thought about it. What? Is the kind of thing you think about? You no, know? not
1: really, because I don't uh, you know? I don't really see myself working with him because right. obviously this situation. But one thing that stood out for me is that I always come across as though I was quite negative towards Joshua. I wasn't, but I saw what happened. I could see what happened with Ruiz coming. If you understand, his style was sort of, his style was sort of, in layman terms, one. All heavyweights can punch. Yeah. yeah. All heavyweights can punch. It was like having a, a gun on one side of the room and a gun on the other side of the room, both firing shots at each other, and it was who landed first. That was sort of how I saw... Until it was a matter of time before AJ got shot first, in terms of analogy, if you understand what I mean.
0: Yeah, he did it against Klitschko. He did it against uh, Povetkin. Um, he, come, he come through then, but it was a matter of
1: time. Do
0: you yeah, know no, what... What I mean is, but if the wrong punch had landed...
1: Could have been different, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah So, that was sort of how I saw it. And then, obviously, he boxed Ruiz. Now, at the time, I said, it was a bit like a poor man's Tyson Fury. It was just meant well, as well, a joke.
0: Well, we were there together that night, remember? Yeah, we were
1: in- it was at the William Hill event. That was meant as a joke. But, actually, in all honesty, I was very, very, very impressed with the performance. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's shown... Something that Tyson's always shown is versatility. At the beginning yeah. of Tyson's career, he was very much an aggressive big, a big man, being a big man in terms of his style. Then he sort of become a bit more a boxer. Um, and with AJS, he's shown the ability to be versatile in terms of being more mobile, being able to box, punch, and be mobile. Um, and I was very, very impressed with that. Now what's interesting... Is how will he gel those styles together? Which style will he choose? Can he now make those adjustments mid-fight? So yeah, you know they're both they're both fighters that are still improving, still learning, and um, you know still still coming into the picture of their career. So so it's an interesting one in terms of the Mike Tyson situation. It's probably because he probably sees a bit more of AJ, like you say a little bit more of himself in AJ as opposed to himself in Tyson. Um, So that potentially could be why, you know?
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's that. Well, listen, there's absolutely no question that Mike Tyson uh, didn't not enjoy Tyson Fury against Deontay Wilder because he was going mental on the night. He was going mental. Um, You know, it's, it's interesting. There's been, it's incredible to think that, you know that just five or six weeks ago, we were all looking to, towards this amazing fight year, and yet we don't even know now um, what's the thing because because we're all having to think about our mental health at the moment as well as our physical health. Um, what's the one thing that you've that's come up for you that you'd really like to take out of this period in? Apart from box sets um, and um, sitting in the sun in the garden, I know because I know you love the sun. You're a sun lover. What What's the thing that you, or has it come to you yet that you really want to take out of this period, that helps you grow, that makes you, kind of like a better human being or a better trainer and all those things? Because yes. something must have occurred to you because I know you're not an airhead.
1: Yeah, just been focused on. Um... Basically, building, working on my philosophy, so to speak. You know, building, um, building more of a team um, to help spread certain areas that that I do in terms of preparing the boys for fights. Um, using, using, um, using my time better. Using bringing people on board to to help have a little bit more expansion um, and bounce a few ideas off
0: of off of um, off of off of a few other heads, you know. Um, but what about internally? What about this? so that's that's practically from a business sense. What about internally? Because you you do think a lot about things.
1: Yeah, well, I don't want to go into too much detail in terms of what it is um, that I've sort of the area of my philosophy that I've been focused on, okay? And, and okay. At. Um, because I want to, you know, it's not quite at the point where I can say solidly this is break it down completely yet, you know. Um, but I believe that we're we're on our way to to being able to do so. Um, which i will when when the time's right i'll um speak a bit more about it and speak about the people that i'm looking to to bring on board etc um, but that's really what i've been doing you know i've just been focused on my work focused on um i don't really to be honest with you i don't really do much beside boxing it might sound a bit sad but i don't i genuinely wake up in the middle of the night and if something's been on my mind that day it I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I'll still be thinking about it for the middle of the night. Um, that's just the way I am. But you know, it's it's helped me be able to do okay and achieve some some good things at uh, 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 in reasonable time and 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 be able to do well. So um, that that's really it. You know, just been and that's the key when you speak about mental health there that's the key, it's having goals having something to focus on having structure and routine but when you're passionate about something, you can lose hours in a day focused on it and thinking about it And when you've not got a passion, when you've not got nothing that you've got to focus on, when you've not got any, any structure, any routine hours can feel like days you know Minutes can feel like weeks. So I believe that that is the key, you know, and whether that's exercise, whether that's a hobby, whether that's a sport, whether that's a box set, whatever it is, you know, something that you enjoy. I think that's key for you cycling. You know, I'm sure that a million and one things go through your mind while you're cycling and it's like refreshing. It's like a restart button.
0: Yeah. Hey, it's so much so that uh, a weight belt arrived today I've got a waist belt coming tomorrow, I've got a new barbell coming, not a big one, like 50 kilo barbell. Um, you know, it's, but, and it's good. It's so, because one thing leads to the next. Like, you're gonna come out of this a little bit older and wiser, aren't you? You know? Yeah, listen. I think the older you are, the more you, you, you're using this time to look back as well, believe it or not. I think, that's what I've noticed. People older are having a lot of nostalgia. Whereas people who are motivated and who are younger, who are like twenty, thirty years younger, they're really looking forwards. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think I think it's
1: it's a bit of both. You know, looking back and saying, okay, this camp or that camp or in this fight or so. For example, one of the things that inspired me to to focus on this part of my philosophy was looking at, for example, Billy Joe. We all know how good he is, but what is the what is the inconsistency? Why is that, you know? I know, I understand that sometimes there's weight problems, there's motivation, having the sense of that challenge. Tyson's the same, you know. If he's not got that motivation of a challenge in front of him, he's not going to perform to his best ability. But how does that reflect in the performance? How does that show up? What is the difference? What is he doing differently in a in a lacklustre performance to a great performance? What is showing up in terms of actually what's happening? Because you cannot always say... Yeah, you know, in my head I wasn't switched on. Okay, but how is that physically showing up in the performance? And that's sort of what got me started on on uh, focusing on a certain area of, of my philosophy. And um, so therefore, like I say, I'm looking back at performances to say, well, what was the difference between this performance and that performance? When you look at a similar, similar style of opponent, why was this performance better than this performance? What was he doing here that made him successful? What was he? Do, what was he not doing here that made him not as successful? I mean, obviously he's unbeaten, um, but just looking at why that is, and uh, you know, it's, it's opened up a,
0: a big thing that, that that I'm looking into. So uh, no, I get that, it. You can't. You can't. You can't, as they say, you can't build muscles on a chin, and I'm, but I'm adding to that. But you can make amazing adjustments with great boxers. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Of course. And that's what, and, it, and it, you know, I, I get it. No, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to, it's always nice to talk to you about the intellectuality of movement. Cause that's, you're talking about movement and shapes and things available in the armory to make you more effective rather than just be yourself to make you more effective. Like, you know, um, Like Sun Tzu, preparing your army in its right positions because you know that that army is bigger and better than you, actually, you know, but there's ways of destroying it because everyone's got weaknesses, you know. know? So it's how you position your battalions. It's what you sacrifice. It's what position you drive them into, all of those things that, you know, 5,000 years ago they were thinking about. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, there's an element to that where you're talking tactically. Now, that'll depend on who the opponent is, how the opponent's going about the fight, um, etc., cetera,
0: et cetera. Um, But cetera. There's also developing the individual as well. I know that's reactive. I know I get it. That's the reactive part, but it's the proactive. Exactly, you know. Um, that's no, brilliant that you've. So you are using the time well, you know? But what I was asking about what you. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're just really driven and that's what your mind is on all the time. That what this. Yeah, as you say, this period of time has meant for you is, is, is the, the, the synthesis and the, the solidification of, of more of your boxing philosophy that you want to create. You know um, the Davidson delivery. You know what's that? Sorry, the Davidson delivery.
1: Yeah, look, it's it's um, it's it, listen. It's my passion, you know, and I want to I want to I want to <laughs> maximize uh, my potential as a coach, which therefore maximize the potential of the fighters that I'm working with.
0: Um, uh, yeah, no, you're always like that, though. You'll.